Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. It's Friday, March 17, 2023, and this is day 1822 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you and honor you and praise you. Thank you so much, my Lord, for creating this day just for us. Thank you, Lord, for helping us to do all that you purposed us to do for today and that we will do it with great joy and uh, humility and understanding that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and who are called according to their purpose. So we thank you in advance for everything, Father, and, and we ask, Lord, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask you, Lord, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory be to God. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, So let's get right to it. Before we start the message, I want to just give you a few updates with about T-Zone. We're working on our summer session programming, which will start June 5th and, uh, and ending on uh, July 7th. Uh, that will be the first session for five weeks. And then we will possibly do another second session um, mid-June. Uh, start, I'm sorry, starting in mid-July to mid-August for four weeks. So we've got a lot of kids that will be in summer school and may not be able to come to that first session. So we're looking to do a second session and uh, we're just praying that God will bless us with the funding to make it all happen. So if you're interested in helping to sponsor uh, any of those summer programs, uh, please uh, reach out. Just go to our website, uh, tzonekc.org and hit that donate button. Whatever you choose to donate will be greatly appreciated. Uh, To do a summer program, it takes about $15,000 per programming. Uh, When we do the four-week program, uh, we can do it for about $10,000 to $12,000. So yeah, and if you're interested, and that helps to pay our students, our staff, uh, it takes care of lunches, snacks, things like that. But we were looking to have donors to help take care of all that for us, which will take away, shave off some of the money for the actual programming cost. And uh, we're looking for volunteers to help uh, with our sessions. We take up to 20 to 25 youth per session. So the first one will be for five weeks. We're doing it in conjunction with Pro-X, the summer program put on by Kaufman. So they will pay students uh, $1,250 for um, five weeks. I think it's about 20 to 25 hours per week, which some of those youth will come to T-Zone and they will pay those youth. And so T-Zone won't have to pay them, but we will be doing the programming for them, which is a blessing. So, yeah. Uh, and uh, just another quick update is that we will be in a new building, well, a new space uh, in our church. Our pastor, Pastor Cynthia Kivett, has said, hey, you all are more than welcome to use the church. We were not, we were 
not going to be able to stay at the multi-purpose center because they don't have um, the time slots that we need. So they made some changes and uh, Pastor Cynthia said, yep, please, you know, that it's, we're more than welcome to use the space at the church. So that is located across the street from Chiefs, the Chiefs Stadium is where we'll be located. Destiny Life Center, directly across the street from Chiefs Stadium. So if you're interested too, we'll be updating all this information and putting it on our website. So again, it's at uh, tzonekc.org. And please look at becoming a partner uh, and supporting what we do at T-Zone. We are so, so appreciative for your support. All right, so let's get right on to the word, everybody. Today's message is life's too short. Life is too short. We talked about this Wednesday night, and we're going to delve into it today. Uh, We're coming out of Acts chapter 9, verses 36 through 43. Acts chapter 9, verse 36 through 43. And it says, in Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha. In Greek, her name is Dorcas. She was always doing good and helping the poor. You see that? Always doing good and helping the poor. About that time, she became sick and died. And her body was washed and placed in an upstairs room. Lydda was near Joppa. So when the disciples heard that Peter was in Lydda, they sent two men to him and urged him, please come at once. Peter went with them, and when he arrived, he, he was taken upstairs to the room. All the widows stood around him, crying and showing him the robes and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was still with them. Peter sent them all out of the room, then he got down on his knees and prayed. Turning toward the dead woman, he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand and helped her to her feet. Now this, y'all, this is so powerful, so awesome. You know, the well, we'll get, we'll dive deeper in just a minute, but to but to see her raised to life like that, that is just amazing. Then he called for his believers, especially the widows, and presented her to them alive. This became known all over Joppa, and many people believed in the Lord. Peter stayed in Joppa for some time with a tanner named Simon. And I often think about Peter being almost like this outcast, one who denied Jesus, who hid out, you know, right after Jesus was hung on the cross and, you know, he wasn't there and and how he disowned Jesus. And, and then he worked things out. God, you know, Jesus sought Peter out specifically after he rose from the dead and hung out with the disciples and uh, spent some time talking to Peter over breakfast. <laughs> I'll never forget in the, in John uh, around the last uh, few, a couple of chapters of John, but, um, and now to see, look at how powerful he is through the Holy Spirit and how he's on fire for the Lord and how many people got saved or, or yeah, were added, um, you know, to the believers uh, because of what happened there. Isn't that beautiful? So let's go to our points. Point number one, have you ever wondered, what am I supposed to be doing? Are you miserable in your career you're in now? 
Are you more concerned about the amount of money you make on a job rather than your joy and passion about the work you do? So many people feel stuck in a boring, unfulfilling job, business, or career choice. So often we choose a career based upon money or titles, or even based upon what others think we should be doing. Many times we're so concerned about not letting others down that we ignore ourselves and our needs as long as we're making everyone else happy. It's time to stop today. (laughs) It is time to do what God called you to do, especially when it comes to your work, your career, your business, whatever that is. We're going to hone in on that. So point number two, we can learn so much from Tabitha. Here are a few things that stand out about her amazing life. First, doing good and helping the poor was her life's mission. When you are truly doing what you are passionate about, it's not only good for you, but also for others. Think about that. Second, her joy and loving kindness was contagious. When we're doing what God has called us to do, it encourages others significantly. So think about the things you're doing and uh, you enjoy doing it a lot. But, you know, look at what Peter did. Peter um, enjoyed uh, being a an apostle, uh, a teacher, uh, even evangelist, preacher, and how he was glad to leave where he was and uh, and then go over and and help and and immediately you know prayed for Tabitha, and people got saved because of it. It was encouraging. Think about the work you're doing. How are you encouraging others? I know you're doing it. Third, Tabitha did not mind sharing what she had with others. It looks like she gave from her own personal finances. That's what I perceive here. We can never outgive God. The more we pour out to help others, the more he continues to restore our reservoir. We cannot, we won't run out because we're doing the will of God. Mm, Praise the Lord. (laughs) Next, the people Tabitha helped truly cared about her. They felt compelled to help her uh, at this time after she passed away. They put her in the upstairs room. They didn't begin planning her funeral. They, they did this in faith. And they learned this, I would imagine, from Tabitha. We are teaching others through our actions, whether we see it or not. We may not know it or, or notice it, you know, uh, but, but we are. We're making a difference. Because of the love Jesus Uh, Because of the love of Jesus, Tabitha showered up on the people. She affected the whole community. So often we may not see or have our biological families in our lives, but, but we have spiritual family members right in our midst on a regular basis. It seems that Tabitha had an amazing spiritual family that cared about her, that loved her. And you don't hear anything being said about a husband or children or or anyone else but but these widow women they were her family you know and and who is it that God has placed in your midst that's like your family you may be struggling with your own maybe or maybe they're already gone on to be with the Lord maybe you know you're wondering hmm you know I need someone to be 
that I can I can hang out with sometimes or go to dinner or or have game time with. But God is giving you a whole group of people that sometimes we don't even realize or notice. But those are the ones that are your family. Isn't that awesome? So I'm going to take a look at something that I pulled out of, of the internet. And I feel bad because I don't have the the name of the organization here. Uh, but there is talking about life's too short and four reasons to do what you love for a living. All right. So uh, reasons to do what you love. You'll feel more fulfilled. Uh, second, you'll be more productive. Third, you'll inspire others, which we talked about, right? Fourth, you will succeed because it's, you can't help but because you enjoy what you're doing. You're doing. You won't need someone to keep tabs on your work or motivate you to reach your full potential. You will do your best work because it's natural and exciting. When you love what you do, you are compelled to push against yourself, said Amir Zanazi, president and co-founder of Zoomf. You want to be where you are challenging yourself and you are competing with yourself and achieving your vision. So the main reason to do what you love is your happiness. Finding that place doesn't only provide contentment, but makes you more motivated and better equipped to do the best job possible. You won't just be happier, you'll be more productive. So, four questions to ask yourself to determine your next step. So let's, this is your homework, (laughs) homework assignment. All right, so here's your first, there's four steps. What did you want to be as a child? All right, think about that. While it might seem strange to go back to your childhood dreams, they might not be far off from what you would be happy doing. Sure, not everyone can be an astronaut, but whatever that original goal might have been, the desire to pursue that career likely came from somewhere. Think back to that dream job, even if you no longer want it. The past goal could help you figure out what drives you. For example, those who wanted to work in law enforcement might be driven by justice or helping people. If you want to be a teacher, maybe you like school or working with children, tailor your motivations and your strengths to find that perfect position. So for me, I always wanted to be a brain surgeon. (laughs) So I'm able to teach the word of God that transforms our minds, you know, transitions us, right? And I'm able to teach youth. I love working with youth. And I'm able to do the same thing there. Second, what would your friends or family say are your strengths? Sometimes we don't always see it ourselves. So it's helpful to find out from others. Third, who was your biggest role model growing up? You know, think about that. So similar to Talking about your dream job as a child, you might think about who you idolized while growing up. Did you love this person because they help people? Did they have special skills that you desired? Think about the similarities and uh, uh, and between their and your abilities. And then the last thing, what do you truly dislike doing? See, that's just as important. Uh, to know your weaknesses as it is to recognize your strengths. Understanding what you dread doing can help shape your career path. If you don't 
take this into account, you may find yourself back at square one and looking for another new career down the road. For example, if you hate working with long tables of data and spreadsheets, a career dealing with extensive amounts of data may not be the right move for you. I absolutely know that I don't want to do things like that. I don't want to be sitting in a room all day. I like variety, getting out and doing things and touching the people and being around the people. So being honest with yourself. And that will help you when you know, I don't like doing this. So that's not your that's not part of your path. I remember uh, years ago when I was participating in an incubator program uh, in my second business, which was, you know, uh, really just amazing to be a part of this incubator program that helped me so much in business. And I was in that program for a good four or five years, and it was on 18th and Vine. And uh, we had amazing, beautiful office space and, you know, just just every resource we needed. Well, across the hall from me, and we would always get together and meet with the other businesses there and have, you know, the director would talk to us and share things with us and prepare us for going to networkings and dinners and, and you know, award ceremonies and, you know, just so much. Uh, well, anyway, one of the uh, my colleagues there, she was a lawyer. And uh, she was across the hall from me. And sometimes we chat about different things. And and one day she told me, she said, you know what? Uh, I am selling Mary Kay. And I really like selling cosmetics. I really like working for the organization Mary Kay. And and if you don't know it, Mary Kay uh, was initially, and I, and I don't know what it's like now, but I know I used to sell it years ago. And their foundation was based upon the word of God. Uh, Mary Kay was a believer. And uh, everything was based upon on the foundation of their business, of the company, was based upon Jesus Christ. So, you know, I, I can see <laughs> why I enjoyed it a lot. And I think it was more about that freedom, the excitement. My sister sold it. She was telling me about going to different conferences and how many people used to be doctors. They used to be lawyers. They used to have teaching careers, all these different types of careers. And they found that they really enjoyed selling Mary Kay and they were making lots of money at doing it and enjoying it. And, and you know, whether they made all the money or not. So anyway, she decided she didn't want to do her law practice anymore. She wanted to fully do full-time Mary Kay, and she did it. She did just that, and she was successful at it. She said her family wasn't happy about it (laughs) after sending her to law school, but she was happy with what she was doing, and that's what it's about. What is it that you are called to do? Life is too short to, to make believe and pretend and just barely getting by where you are. No, let's take notes from Tabitha. And do what we enjoy the most. God is there with you. He will show you. Trust him. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory be to God. Isn't that awesome? I love you all so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name, amen.
Amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on TZoneKC.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation skills, and human and sex trafficking awareness. All right, and we thank you again for your donations. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.